بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد these, uh, this lesson that we and it will undertake inshallah is from and the book which is called Al-Irshad ila Sahih Al-I'tiqad which means and the guide to sound creed and this book has been authored by Sheikh Saleh Al-Fawzan Hafizullah Ta'ala one of the scholars of and in Saudi Arabia and one of the scholars of Ahlul Sunnati and Wal Jama'ah and the Sheikh has got a lot of juhud in and da'wah ila Allah and in calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and clarifying the religion clarifying the truth and likewise and refuting the falsehood and the Sheikh has written this book as a form of and a process and for people to learn the aqidah and the belief and is written it according to the pillars of iman the six pillars and of al-iman so he takes you through this book and one pillar by one pillar and under each pillar of iman there are subsections where there are certain things he discusses in more and in detail and of course it is very important for us to learn and regarding the aqidah and especially the six pillars of iman and it's very important for us to learn these principles as that is what our religion is based upon this creed the creed which will make our actions and accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the best way for you to learn and in these lessons inshallah and of course the best way is to have and pen and paper where you jot down notes or some people prefer their phones and that will help you and before the next lesson where you revise it and then we're gonna and he further clarify things attached to that and as we go along so indeed it's very important that you have any pen and paper on it or next time inshallah and that way as well and you can share any notes you can share information one person didn't hear something properly or they forgot didn't have time to write it down and they could get it off and either uh, somebody else inshallah in that way you can revise and affirm that knowledge because as we know when we live here today if we do not revise or go over what we've learned today how are we going to be like in four days or five days probably you just remember the topic and the general thing that it was about the six pillars of Iman and he spoke that lesson about this topic but if you ask about details most likely and in three four days you can forget and most of them uh, and for the parents it's good to ensure that the and the youth have pen and paper as well and they could share that information at home and inshallah and for next time they can share that information at home, you can revise it with them and, and you can and you question one another and that will build and this good interaction that we, and we want and we desire in our homes where our youth are actively seeking knowledge and there's that sharing of knowledge 
and there's that any tarbiya and you know any growing upon uh any firm knowledge so part of the introduction of the book we have any skipped and the sheikh speaks about the importance any of learning any this topic he speaks about any the uh, some affairs regarding any da'wah ila Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where we will start is the tamheed which is just before the first uh, pillar of al-iman and he the sheikh says i'lam ayyuhal muslim no o muslim may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide me and give me success and you أنا أصول العقيدة الإسلامية التي هي عقيدة الفرقة الناجحة. That the usul, the foundation of the Islamic creed, which is the aqida, the creed and the belief of the sage sect, which is Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaa. That this creed is al-Iman billah, belief in Allah wa malaikatih. Belief in his angels, وكتبه, and belief in his divine scriptures, ورسله, and belief in his messengers, الآخر, and belief in the last day and in the hereafter, and to have Iman in Qadr, divine pre decree, that which is good from it, and that which is any bad that we see as bad so these are the six pillars of iman that the shaykh mentions here and he mentions that they are the foundation of the islamic creed and they are firm foundations of the creed of ahl sunnati wal jama'ah the saved and the sect of the muslimin and he says that these usul these foundations they have been indicated by the nusus and the text of the kitab and the sunnah the text of the quran and the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he says there are numerous evidences there are numerous numerous evidences which point to these uh, six pillars and indicate them and likewise, he says, and another very important point of evidence is that the Ummah, the Islamic Ummah, the Muslims, they have agreed upon them. Nobody differs in these six fundamental and the principles, the six pillars of Iman. All the Ummah agrees because and there are clear evidences in the Quran and the Sunnah which indicate. And them. He says, Qala subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he mentions some evidences which mentions these pillars. Allah ta'ala. Allah says, Laysal birra antu wallu wujuhakum kibala al mashriki wal magrib, wala kin al birra man amana billahi wal yomil akhiri wal mala ikati wal kitabi wal nabiyin. He says that righteousness is not merely that you turn your faces. To the east and the west, and meaning in prayer, the righteousness is not merely that you turn your faces to the east and the west, meaning whilst you pray, walakin, but any rather righteousness and piety 
is that you believe in Allah and the last day and the angels and in the angels and the scriptures and the prophets here in this verse there are some of the pillars of Iman mentioned how many are they how many pillars are mentioned in this verse five Ahsant. there are five pillars mentioned in this verse and the pillar that is missing or not mentioned here is the Iman in Qadr Iman in Qadr the person asks why it is not included here the scholars mentioned that it Iman in Qadr it is included in the Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we will and you see as we go along how that relates and it's Iman in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Iman in Allah and Iman in Qadr has a connection with Tawheed al-Rububiyyah the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship and Tawheed of Allah's Lordship that is part of Iman in Allah Azza wa Jal so therefore and he has that connection so therefore and in the scholars mention it is included and in there but as well there is another verse where Iman uh, and Qadr is mentioned Allah Azza wa says Inna kulla shay'in khalaqnahu bi qadr Indeed every single thing we have created it with qadr with divine pre-decree meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he decreed the creation of every single thing before he created them and it was written down This verse, uh, the first verse, Surah Al-Baqarah 177 and the second one, Surah Al-Qamar 49. So here, Allah Azza wa Jal decreed and His creation and before He created them and all that's divine pre-decree was and He recorded in the Loh Al-Mahfuz the preserved and the tablet likewise there is another verse in the quran where allah says this that the messenger and the believers have believed in that which has been revealed and he to him from his lord all of them they believe in allah and his angels and his scriptures and his messengers and we do not make a differentiation or a distinction between any one of his messengers and what does this mean is that we do not believe in some of them and disbelieve in others so we do not differentiate between his messengers whereby there are those who believe in some of the messengers of Allah and they disbelieve in others but the believers they believe in all of the prophets and the messengers 
and they do not make any differentiation any meaning they do not say we believe in only these ones and we reject any of the other ones and this is surah al-baqarah and the 285 285 and likewise allah says whoever disbelieves in allah and his angels and his revealed books and his messengers and the last day and surely they have and he been misguided with a misguidance and that is quite any baida quite far quite distant meaning a major misguidance and then the sheikh mentions a hadith of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam where he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said الإيمان أن تؤمن بالله وملائكته وكتبه ورسله واليوم الآخر وتؤمن بالقدر خيره وشره. He صلى الله عليه وسلم said, إيمان is that you believe in Allah. الإيمان الإيمان is that you believe in Allah and His angels and His revealed books and His messengers and the last day and that you believe. In divine pre-decree, that which is good from it, and that any which is any but. So these evidences clearly indicate any the usul of Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah. Clearly indicate those six any major principles in our creed. And the Sheikh says that these usul al-Azima. They are referred to as the Arkan al-Iman. They are referred to as the Arkan of Iman. The pillars of Iman. And he says that the, all of the messengers and all the prophets that ever preceded and came, and he was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they all were in agreement with all of these pillars. And all of the revealed books, they were in agreement with all of these and six pillars and in meaning all of the prophets and the messengers they came and they taught these and this creed to their people belief in allah belief in the angels belief in all of the messengers the revealed books the last day and divine pre-decree and he mentions that all of the revelation that was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with his prophets and messengers, all of them contained these arkan. All of them contained these arkan and these pillars of iman. So all of the prophets and the messengers, they taught the same aqidah, the same creed, the same any creed. All of the prophets and the messengers from Adam to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they had the same creed and they taught the same creed to their people. There was no difference in creed. No difference at all. But there could be difference in regarding the rulings and the actions that were made compulsory 
actions that are recommended, act, uh, things that are haram, that there could be and some difference. But regarding creed and the aqidah, all of the prophets and the messengers came with the same aqidah and they taught only the same aqidah to their people. And the Sheikh says that no one and he denies one of these and one of these pillars except that they exit the fold of Al-Islam. So if anybody denies or rejects one of these pillars or anything from it, then they exit and the fold of Al-Islam and they become disbelievers. They become disbelievers. The Sheikh mentions a verse Allah Azizuala says, Inna Ladina Yakfuruna Billahi wa Rusuli, wa Yuriduna e Yufarriku Bain Allahi wa Rusuli, wa Yakuluna Nukminu Bibadin, wa Nakfuru Bibad, wa Yuriduna e Yatahida Baina Dalika Sabila, Ula Ika Hubul Kafiruna Hakka, wa Atad Nalil Kafirina Adaban Muhina, wa Ladina Amanu Billahi wa Rusuli. وَلَمْ يُفَرِّقُوا بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِّنْهُمْ أُولَٰئِكَ سَوْفَ نُؤْتِيهِمْ أُجُورَهُمْ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا In this verse, and in which the, the shaykh provides as an evidence for whosoever disbelieves in one of the arkan, then they exit the fold of al-Islam. And Allah says in this verse, Indeed those who disbelieve in Allah and His messengers and they want to make a distinction and if they want to make a distinction between Allah and his messengers and in meaning they want to reject some of the messengers they want to reject and, and make a distinction a differentiation here some of them they want only to believe in Allah and reject and all of the messengers they want only to believe and there is a creator but they do not want to follow that which the messengers and he came with. And he continues, Allah continues and he says, And they say, we believe in some of them and we disbelieve in others. And they want and he to take any a path in between. And they want to take their own path in between this. They do not want to submit to everything they want to make their own path and in between. Those are the disbelievers and in reality. And we have prepared for the disbelievers a humiliating and a torment. Then Allah says, And those who believe in Allah and His messengers, and they do not make a differentiation and a differentiation between them. <coughs> Those, and those who do this, those who do not make this distinction, we will give them ujurahum, their reward. And Allah is of forgiving, of forgiving and most merciful. So this is clearly an little introduction regarding the pillars. And of Iman, that this arkan of Iman 
is something which is compulsory upon us to believe in and to follow and that we are not allowed to take from it what we please and what we, we want to reject and in what we please but rather a Muslim and a firm believer submits to everything which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to them and made as their creed their creed, their religion so then the Sheikh says, these arkan, these arkan, they need explanation. They need clarification. And he says, and inshallah, we shall aim to explain them to some extent in this book. To some extent in this book. So we start off and with the first pillar and the first rukun and which is al-imanu billahi azza wa jal to believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to believe in allah azza wa jal the sheikh says wa huwa asas al-aqidah wa asliha then this pillar of iman is the Focal point is the foundation. It is the root of our aqidah. It is where our aqidah comes from and is based from. So this is the, the foundation. Our aqidah is founded upon this. A belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because in reality, everything that we believe in regarding Allah has come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَهُوَ يَعْنِي الْإِعْتِقَادَ الْجَازِمِ Then the Sheikh mentions what this means. And it consists of that firm belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of everything. And He is the owner of everything. And that He is the sole creator. And the sole designer. And that He governs and in His creation is the one who controls and disposes the affairs of all of his creation and that he is the only one who is deserving to be worshipped and he has no partners and everything that is worshipped besides Allah Every God and every deity that is taken besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then they are false. And to worship them is falsehood. And to worship them is falsehood. Allah Azzawajal says, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ اللَّهُ هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَأَنَّ مَا يَدْعُونَ مِن دُونِهِ هُوَ الْبَاطِلِ and that he Allah is the truth and everything that they call upon and they worship besides him they are false and they are false and the shaykh continues and he says and indeed Allah he possesses perfect attributes perfect attributes and beautiful names and that he is free 
of every fault. He is free of every fault. وَهَذَا هُوَ التَّوْحِيدِ بِأَنْوَاعِهِ الثَّلَاثَ And he said, this is Tawheed. What he's explained, he's mentioned that is Tawheed according to his three categories. And in this little explanation that the Sheikh has mentioned, he's mentioned the three categories of Tawheed. Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, which is the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship, Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, which is the Tawheed of Allah's and he worship Tawheed al-Asma wa sifat Tawheed of Allah's names and attributes. Tawheed of Allah's names and the end attributes. Now, what is the meaning of Tawheed? In its general sense, what is the meaning of Tawheed? Shaykh Salim Uthaymeen, Rahimullahu Ta'ala, he mentions regarding the general meaning of Tawheed. Allah bima Allah bima That it is to single Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala out with that which is specific for him. To single out Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and with that which is specific and special only for him that you can only attribute to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is the general meaning of Tawheed general meaning of Tawheed we say to make Allah one okay to make him one in everything that is honey special for him that is khas honey for him alone and Tawheed has these three categories. And these three and popular categories. Which is the first one, At-Tawheed Ar-Rububiyyah. The Tawheed of Allah's Lordship. And of course is taken from the word Rabb. Rububiyyah. Which means Lord. And second, the Tawheed, uh, tawheed Al-Uluhiyyah. The Tawheed of Allah's Worship. And the third, Tawheed Al-Asma wa Sifat. The Tawheed of Allah's and the names and attributes. So in brief, Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, it entails and includes the actions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you're attributing to Allah azza wa jal His actions in the most perfect of ways and you not attribute His actions to other, to others besides him. To Tawheed al-Rububiyyah, it and he indicates and includes the actions of Allah Azza wa Jal. And the actions of Allah to his slaves, to his servants, to his creation. Which we will, uh, and you look further into that. Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, Tawheed al-Uluhiyyah, regarding Allah's worship, here is regarding the actions of Allah's servants to him, to, to single out Allah with the actions of worship that they perform it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And then we have Tawheed al-Asma wa sifat which is that we single out Allah with his beautiful and perfect names and attributes that are mentioned 
and the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet If one were to ask, what is your evidence for these categories of Tawheed? What is the evidence? Is these categories of Tawheed mentioned in a Hadith? That Tawheed has these three categories? Or is it mentioned in the Quran? That Tawheed has these three categories? And if the evidence for it, as the scholars mentioned, is Al-Istiqra, where the scholars have, and if you read the Quran, you read the Sunnah, you will find that what is khas for Allah, and what is specific for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is mentioned according to these three things. Either the actions of Allah, the actions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are mentioned, okay? Either his worship, where we are commanded to worship him alone, and likewise the asma wa sifat, the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this we have any, from the uh, earlier scholars as well, from the Salaf. And they have statements and dating any way back to even Imam Abu Hanifa and regarding Tawheed al Rububiyyah, Tawheed al Uluhiyyah. And indications from him as well regarding Asma wa Sifat, and he and others, and he from the uh, and the scholars of the past, and he and the Salaf. So, this is found and in the Quran and the Sunnah, where the the uh, these uh, things that are specific for Allah, they are mentioned according to these and the three categories, to these three and the categories. Then the Sheikh discusses the first category of Tawheed, which is Tawheed al rububiyyah Tawheed al rububiyyah which is the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship. As we and he mentioned, and regarding, it discusses the uh, actions of Allah Azza wa Jal, the Af'al, the actions of Allah to His uh, servants. Now this category of Tawheed sometimes is included in what is called Tawheed al-Ilmi, the Tawheed of knowledge. The Asma wa Sifat and Al-Rububiyya, they are included and in another uh, previous classification by scholars, Tawheed al-Ilmi, the Tawheed of knowledge. Why? Because we cannot attain, understand this Tawheed except from the, having knowledge from the sources, the evidences. And likewise, and we cannot and fully understand and Tawheed al-Rububiyya except and through the Khabar. And the information that we uh, get from the Quran and the, and, and the Sunnah. So Tawheed al-Rububiyyah and Tawheed Asma wa Sifat is what compels us to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So Tawheed al-Rububiyyah and Tawheed Asma wa Sifat they indicate the authenticity of Tawheed al-Ibadah Tawheed al-Uluhiyya because the perfect actions of Allah and His beautiful names and attributes His perfectness and all these indicate that He should be worshipped alone so therefore these two Tawheed al-Rububiyya and Tawheed al-Asma wa Sifat 
they indicate and necessitate Tawheed al-ibadah the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship the Sheikh mentions and he says فَأَمَّا تَوْحِيدَ الرُّبُوبِيَّةِ فَإِنَّهُ الْإِقْرَارِ بِأَنَّ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ وَالْخَالِقِ لِلْعَالَمِ وَهُوَ الْمُدَبِّرِ وَالْمُحْيِي وَالْمُمِيتِ وَهُوَ الرَّزَّاقِ He says that Allah Azzawajal and he was the meaning of Tawheedah Rububiyyah is to acknowledge that Allah alone is the creator of the universe. He is the sole creator of everything that exists and that he is the controller and disposer of their affairs meaning that he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the only one who governs his creation and controls them and that he is the giver of life and he is the causer of death and that he is al-razzaq he is the sustainer and the provider He's the one who sustains and provides for his creation. If we analyze this uh, definition from the Sheikh, we will see it mentions creator, so the action of creating. Uh, and mudabbir, that he Allah, he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he controls the affairs of his creation. Uh, that he's the giver of life, the cause of death. And he provides for his creation and sustains them. So all of these are and from the actions of Allah and subhanahu wa ta'ala and we will read for one moment in a small book which is entitled Al-Mukhtasar Al-Mufid Fi Bayan Dala'il Aqsam Al-Tawheed and a little book and written by Shaykh Abdul Razak Hifadullah Ta'ala and regarding the Aqsam, the categories of Tawheed and we will see under the definition of Tawheed al-Rububiyyah that the Sheikh and he mentions here as an important anifaida. He says, and the Sheikh Abdul Razak, Ta'ala, he says that Tawheed al-Rububiyyah is to acknowledge that Allah Azza wa Jal is the Lord of everything, that He is the owner of everything, that He is the creator of everything. And that he is the provider and sustainer of everything. And that he is the giver of life. And he is the causer of death. And that he is the one who brings benefit to his servants. Or, and he allows harm to befall them. And that he is the only one who should be turned to with dua in times of need. And that he possesses the command. He possesses and the command. And that he possesses all good and all khair. And that he is able to do all things. And that he does not have a partner or an associate in this or any of these. وَيَدْخُلْ فِي ذَلِكَ الْإِيمَانِ بِالْقَدْرِ Then the Shaykh says, and here, and he, what enters into here is the Iman in Qadr. Iman and divine pre-decree. Because Allah Azza has decreed and everything regarding His creation 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created them and he, after decreeing them and he created them and he sustains them, he provides for them, he controls of the affairs, he governs them. So this and the qism, this category of tawheed has a connection to iman and in qadr, to the iman and in qadr. After this, we will look now in Fatawa Nur al Darb of Sheikh Muhammad bin Saleh a book and a series of books regarding Fatawa of Sheikh Salih bin Uthaymin. And the Sheikh as well, in here, he is asked regarding the categories of Tawheed. He is asked regarding the categories of Tawheed. And he says, Tawheed al Rububiyya, and he specifically we will just and he touch upon Tawheed al Rububiyya. He says, Tawheed al Rububiyya is to single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the action of creating that he is and the owner and a tadbir that he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only disposer and controller and the and the one who governs his creation. So he says, and Tawheed al Rububiyya includes these three things so this is how we understand that Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only creator the only owner and possessor of his creation and that he is the only controller and the one who governs his creation okay uh, the other things that we've uh, read out any from the uh, any other works of the other scholars that when they mentioned the gift of life the cause of death all that goes back to and tadbir, where Allah is the controller of his creation, he governs them. He is the one who created life as well. He's the one who created death. So all of these fall back into any these three any main things. Creating, any uh, he is uh, any, uh, the owner of all of his creation and controller of all of his creation. Now, if a person were to ask, we are affirming all of these things for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Why is it that you are saying that Allah azza wa jal needs to be singled out with these things that are mentioned in Tawheed al-Rububiyya? Why is it only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And he, caught, he has a doubt and he says, why? Because we see that from the creation they own things. From the creation we see people creating things, making things. We see that people have control over their lives or certain affairs of their life. We see that they are in control of things. They dispose of their affairs. Okay, they go about their daily lives. They have possession of things that are theirs. They make things, etc, etc. And Sheikh Saleh Buthaymin, he mentions that if this were and it to be a doubt in a person's mind, he says that indeed there is a big difference and it, between the Allah's attribute of creating and the attribute of the creation of them and in making things 
okay, creating things. And he says that regarding the creation, there will always have a deficiency regarding those things. It's not complete, it's not perfect. They have not they do not have independent control of these things. But it is limited. And it is and limited. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has independent and full control of all of His creation. Independent and full control. Whilst the creation, they have a limited control and do not have an independent control. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has and He full control and He over all of His creation. So therefore, and He says, and regarding people, them making things, creating things that people like to say and to mention. It says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He creates things from nothing. If He says something to be, and it is. From nothing, it becomes, and it created, becomes into existence. So whilst the people, they're only taking things that Allah has created, and they are putting it together, fashioning it, making different shapes, making this and making that. So their action of making things is not something which is from Adam, from nothing. Rather, they are merely molding things, putting things together, uh, putting these properties of these things together, etc, etc. So they're changing the way something looks and putting it into a different, uh, making something different. For example, are people uh, from metal, and people make a car, okay, they mold it, okay, into certain shapes, there's other things they add to it, okay, and make it into soft something else. But, and in the origin, and it goes back to that metal, etc., which and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Man did not make any metal by themselves. Men, they are only using what is available on this dunya with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a place at their disposal. So likewise, and he says that we, yes, you'll find that people possess any things, but their possessing of things and ownership of things is restricted. Is restricted and is not encompassing. It is not any encompassing. While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has total control over everything and he has total control over everything that everybody has. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides and he to take away from his servants that which he wills, that will occur. If Allah decides to give his servants any certain things and blessings from which the servant has did not have any idea how that could be possible, then if Allah wills, then and it will happen. It will happen. So this is a little, uh, a, and a small benefit. And from Sheikh Muhammad Musali of Haymin, Rahmullah Ta'ala, and Sheikh Abdul Razak. Now we'll go back to uh, what Sheikh Salah Al Fawzan, and he mentions, and he regarding Tawheed Al Rububiyya. He mentions another very important point. He says, "Well, iqrar markuz fil Says this acknowledgement that we have, people have, and regarding 
this uh, and the Tawheed al rububiyyah the Tawheed of Allah's Lordship, that is embedded in our nature, in our and disposition, in our inclination. And meaning that when Allah created us, He placed in us this disposition. And it tawhid al that we have that inclination to believe that there is a creator, a Lord who controls everything. So we are created and we are born and with that natural disposition, with that fitrah, and which is tawhid al Tawhid al-Rububiyyah. It is only when a person is affected by any things in the dunya that they may end up any denying it or going against it or trying to deny it. And but that is and embedded in every single any person. Every single person they are born upon the fitrah. They are born upon and that tawhid al-rububiyyah. Having that inclination, I need to believe that there is a creator and for everything and there's a Lord and provider that he controls all of the affairs and of his creation. The Sheikh says, and you will hardly find anyone from the previous nations who have denied this. You'll hardly find anyone from the previous nations who have denied Tawheed al-Rububiyyah denied the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala meaning denied the presence of a creator denied the presence of a any creator so these people any will they are you find hardly anyone and hardly anyone kama qala ta'ala as the evidence is from the Quran and he points to it wala in sa'altahum man khalaqahum layaquluna Allah if you ask them who created them, they will say Allah. And this is regarding the mushrikeen. In the time of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they did not deny any tawheed al-rububiyyah. They firmly believed in tawheed al-rububiyyah. And the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He is the creator, He is the sustainer and the controller of His creation. That He governs them. So if you ask them who created them, they will surely say Allah. And likewise, If you ask them who created the heavens and the earth, they will surely say that and the Almighty and the All-Knowing has created them. And referring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So all these are evidences and indicating that generally people do not deny the presence of a creator. And the mushrikeen in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they never denied the presence of a creator. They firmly believe that there is a creator and that he has control over all of his creation. But what was the issue? With the mushrikeen and the polytheists in the time of the Prophet, the issue was with Tawheed al Ibadah. They worshipped any others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Ali, for the reasons of seeking intercession, seeking any closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through other any things. The Shaykh says there are numerous evidences in the Quran and which are mentioned and regarding the Mushrikeen that they affirmed and Tawheed Ar-Rububiyyah. Tawheed and Ar-Rububiyyah. And they believe that Allah alone is the creator, the sustainer, and that He alone gives life and that He alone causes any death. Sheikh says, and nobody has denied and rejected the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning the presence of a creator who has created everything and controls everything and sustains everything, except a group of unusual and bizarre people. And it's them odd individuals from any human beings. Whilst the majority of the nations and the people, they affirm Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. Why? Because we are cre created with this inclination, with this disposition. He says, تَظَاهَرُوا بِإِنْكَارَ الرَّبِّ مَا اَعْتِرَافِهِمْ بِهِ فِي بَاطٍ أَنفُسِهِمْ they on the outside and he pretend that uh, pretend that they reject any the Lord or the presence of a Lord or Creator whilst inside any their hearts they acknowledge it. They acknowledge it, but on the outside, on the outside they are pretending and they want to reject it. They do not want it to be true. They want to reject it. And if for a reason, a doubt, a desire that they have. But inside, they cannot really fully reject it and deny it. Because that is, and he affirmed, and he in every single person. He says they aim to negate it and deny it because of arrogance. And because of uh, arrogance. Uh, as Allah SWT mentions and in the Quran regarding Fir'aun, when he said, Fir'aun, he said to his people, I do not know of any God for you except me. I do not know of any God for you except me. So Fir'aun was a person who was very arrogant. And he made claims regarding himself based on his arrogance. He wanted that ulu. He wanted that position. And he in and, and, uh, amongst his people on the earth. وَخَطَبَهُ Musa And Musa addressed him and said, لَقَدْ عَلِمْتُ لَقَدْ عَلِمْتَ مَا أَنزَلَ هَؤُلَاءِ إِلَّا رَبُّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ بَصَائِرْ Musa said to him, And indeed, you know that none has sent down these meaning these signs and referring to some signs that was given to Fir'aun except the Lord of the heavens and the earth بصائر, as clear evidences and he has clear evidences and likewise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَجَحَدُوا بِهَا وَاسْتَيْقَنَتْهَا أَنفُسُهُمْ and they rejected them 
once they firmly acknowledged it and believed in it in their hearts and if they unfusihim dhulman wa uluwa arrogantly and unjustly and arrogantly and unjustly and the sheikh says and those who have ever claimed to deny the presence of a rabb a creator a lord they never relied on any evidence they never relied on any proof any proof or any evidence but what they and what caused them to deny it is their arrogance and the arrogance that they had and in their hearts and they said as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَقَالُوا مَا هِيَ إِلَّا حَيَاتُنَا الدُّنْيَا نَمُوتُ وَنَحْيَا وَمَا يُحْلِكُنَا إِلَّا الدَّهَرِ they say and they said that this is only our life in the dunya نَمُوتُ وَنَحْيَا we live and we die and nothing destroys us meaning gives us death except time and the passing of time and he claiming there is nothing that causes them to die nothing that gives them life except as time goes on time time is the one that gives them death time is the only one that and he gives them death so they said they said there is nothing uh, and except the life of this world there is nothing except the life of this world we and he, we, li- we die and we live and there is nothing that destroys us except any time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, They do not have any sure knowledge regarding this. They do not have any knowledge or proof that they refer back to. They only have, uh, any, or they only assume they are only in conjecture. They only assume things that they are assuming. They want these things to be true. So therefore they are pretending. And it. فَهُمْ لَمْ They never negated or denied Tawheed al-Rububiyya and the presence of a Lord, a Creator. And based upon knowledge that guided them to that. But instead, it's based on their arrogance. Not based on sound, uh, sound intellect or and their fitrah, but and only their arrogance, only their and the arrogance. The Sheikh then says, and since we see and in the in the universe and that which occurs in the universe, the different events, the things that occurs, these are proofs. For the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his lordship, his presence, and his, uh, he governs his creation. So the universe and everything that occurs in the universe, all of these events that occur in the universe, all these are proofs that testify to the, and the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his lordship. And because... Something that is created must have a creator. Something that is created, and a creature. Anything that is in existence must have a creator who created it. 
and these occurrences, the things that occur, they must have any doer, any actions, have a doer. Things that take place, any actions, things, events, they must have something that has any caused it to occur. كما قال تعالى أم خلقوا من غير شيء أم هم الخالقون Have they been created from nothing or by nothing أم هم الخالقون Or have they created only their own selves This is only an evidence only for those who deny Have you been created from nothing Is that what you believe You've been created from nothing and by nothing Or are you your own any creator are you your own any creator then the Sheikh brings any a uh, some poetry and the, the, the poet said وَفِي كُلِّ شَيْءٍ لَهُ آيَةٍ تَدُلُّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ وَاحِدٍ and the poet said and in every single thing he has a sign which indicates that he is one in every single thing he has a sign which indicates that he is one and in meaning the creation the creatures this whole dunya indicates that he has a creator indicates that it has a creator because you cannot have anything that comes about from nothing and he from nothing so everything in every single thing in every creation everything that occurs there is a sign that indicates and the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and indicates that he is and he one so the shaykh then continues and he says because they needed answers and those who deny the presence of a creator and a lord they needed to have an answer to the reality that is around them. The reality that we see, the reality that we experience. And if they get confused, and they provide answers, and if that are refutable, they provide unreasonable and the answers, and they fail and in their answers. He says, you will find those who say, and these are from the atheist, and those who deny the presence of a creator, the presence of a Lord who controls the, the, all of the creation, who originated life. They say, and in one of their beliefs, here for the origin of the, uh, the creation of the earth, and the origin of the earth, the origin of life on the earth. The Sheikh says, you'll find some, they say, that the universe came into existence as a result of nature as a result of nature of nature and when they explained that nature they said that this nature comprises of any things that are on the earth for example plants animals inanimate objects okay plants animal inanimate objects and those who make this claim, this reason that they're trying to go around 
and the accepting there is a creator they say that these things are present okay they consider these things to be nature and that they created their own selves meaning the plants and he created their own selves everything you see around you and they created their own selves so for them they had a broad view of what nature is as the nature is uh the plants and the animals the plants the animals and the inanimate objects and that somehow they created themselves okay they are nature and they created themselves and he says in the second you'll find those who say that nature comprises of uh qualities okay, and properties attributes okay nature uh comprises of attributes of things okay attributes of things and their characteristics the attributes of things and characteristics so this is not mentioned that the plants the animals and the inanimate objects are the nature they are saying the attributes of these things okay are nature so they say for example heat cold moisture solidity uh, smoothness and the roughness so the properties of matter and the around them that these are attributes and they likewise say abstract things for example an emotion stillness growth when things interjoin and multiplication of things and things come together and multiply okay so things that are any properties of matter abstract things qualities and the attributes of things around them they say uh, according to their claim that these things these attributes originated life originated and everything so not the things themselves and the attributes that they classify as and the nature the sheikhs uh, replies to this and he says this is falsehood this is speech that are false and incorrect with both excuses that they've given and both uh, of these uh, claims they both are incorrect he says because and for the first one <clears throat> for the first one according to their speech according to what they say therefore the creature is the creator and a creature is a creature and a creator of itself and in one thing which of course the sheikh mentions is mustahil is impossible because what it entails is that the earth created the earth and the sky created the sky and that is something which is and the impossible that's something which is and the impossible and he says according to the second one they've been more impossible and this is even more deeper into falsehood even more impossible it says because if the essence of something is unable to create it then it won't have attributes in the first place it won't have any attributes in the first place because an attribute of something is embedded and dependent upon the thing that has the attribute okay for example we have an attribute okay if we were not alive in existence then our attributes will not be there so how can an attribute be separate from the thing that it depends on to for it to be in existence itself okay so the motion how can all this be 
uh, in existence by themselves when actually they and they come about as attributes of any people or creatures. So the Sheikh says this is and even deeper in and in falsehood because and the attributes they depend on having something and they, they are they, they describe something they are part of something. How can an attribute create something when the attribute actually has a dire need of depending on something for it to be in existence? So the Sheikh uh, Ali mentions here, so this Ali called the second Ali uh, opinion and it is again Ali false. says because Ali thinks and they, so Sheikh says Ali nature does not have any feelings does not have any feelings it's just like an instrument or a tool so how can it create things that we see around us in such a magnificent way and precise with accuracy which has an uh, endless wisdom <clears throat> and everything is in harmony together how can and they claim that nature has created any this or brought this about. The Sheikh continues and he says, and that those atheists, and from those uh, atheists, there are those who say that the existence and the things around us, they became into existence by accident. Okay, by any accidents and coincidence. And in meaning, the Sheikh says, that uh, there were unification of atoms, atoms of things got together, molecules got together by accident. Okay, by accident, and then from that, and the life came about, and, and etc., and without any creator or anything that would control, and that, etc., etc., without any wisdom behind it. Again, the Sheikh says, and this claim and it is is false the sound intellect rejects it the natural disposition and he re rejects it just because if we look at the universe and how it is organized and the planets the earth the sky and in the life of creatures and this earth in its precision and how it is perfectly arranged and organized in such a magnificent way that and it indicates that it is impossible for all of these things to come about in such a perfect and a complete way except that it was designed and originated by a wise creator by a wise and a creator by a wise and a creator so the Sheikh refutes that and in their claims and you'll find that atheists whatever claims they bring they always end up empty-handed but nowadays they, they use a lot of beautified speech where you will be confused yourself for what they mean okay and people end up and a lot of people end up and believing and in what they say in reality we know for sure according to experience according to knowledge on this earth that nothing comes about from nothing nothing comes about from nothing nothing in our lives have come about through nothing 
We cannot make any, for example, let's say a building from nothing, can't just appear by an explosion. And then suddenly, as they say, atoms started colliding with one another, joining one another. And then just by coincidence, we have this magnificent and the earth with this magnificent creation and everything is in harmony and everything is so precise and accurate for life on this earth by just chance, coincidence. That can never and ever happen and that uh, goes against any their principles and their sciences and the way they understand science and evidence and it goes against what they claim and themselves. So nothing can come about and from nothing. Through knowledge and experience, we know that things come about through wisdom and the intent. Can we intend to do something? Okay, and there's that action that we do to get these things that we want. I need to come about. I need to make things, for example, to do things. Nothing comes about and you buy from nothing. And from nothing. So there is a creator who has created the whole universe and everything in it with this accuracy and wisdom, that precision. And he has made life suitable on this earth for all of the vast and the, uh, differences in the creation. There are many different types of creatures on this earth and they all and they live in the conditions and on this earth which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has and he created which is suitable and for his and for his creatures so therefore what is the muslim's belief i need to finish off what is the muslim's belief and regarding uh nature do we believe in nature and or not i'm going to read a small passage i was intending to read more but i'll just take that part and that is and an article you uh, that's been written by Abu Iyad and translated by him and you'll find it on the website about uh, about atheism.net yeah there's a lot of information on the on there uh, that you can read and about and the atheist beliefs and how basically you know their claims and are false mentions here any uh, translation from Ibn Qayyim and Muslims say nature is simply a creation from the creations of Allah that has been implanted within things and subjected for purpose. It is the law and the sunnah of Allah upon which he made his creation to operate. Thereafter he governs it however he wills and as he wills thus he Allah may and he take away some attribute of this effect and he when he wishes and turns it into an opposite effect when he wills in order to show his servants that he alone is the maker and fashioner and that he creates whatever he wills as he wills as he as he wills so this is how a muslim and he believes and he regarding and in nature is created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is how Allah has decreed the things to and occur around us. But of course, we do not believe in and the atheist belief in evolution. 
that there was atoms, matter became molecules, and then bacteria, and then developed into animals, and then there were different animals and monkeys, and then human beings, and he came out from monkeys. Okay, they progressed. Okay, and they developed and became human beings. Okay, all of this I've mentioned there is no evidence for it. The fitrah rejects it, sound intellect rejects it, evidence and he rejects it, and there is no evidence for it. It's all theories and claims. As we mentioned, and regarding the atheists, those who deny the presence of a creator, they do not do that out of knowledge, but out of an ignorance and arrogance in them, that they do not want to believe there is a creator. They want and their life to be, uh, the, the life that they want to be in is a life where they have their choice and desire for them to do anything and they are not accountable for anything and they can do as they please, etc. That's what their type of life that they want for themselves, okay, on the outside. So that's what they pretend. But on the inside, no one can fully deny the Lordship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it is within every single any person. That was the last bit, but we will end any with this and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in beneficial knowledge and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in righteous actions.